Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for being here in the Donald W. Reynolds Center for Art and American Art and Portraiture, of which the National Portrait Gallery uh, is an integral part. I'm Martin Sullivan. I'm director of the National Portrait Gallery. And on behalf of all of us, uh, not only in this building, but in the Smithsonian generally, uh, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, the members of the Schultz family, the extended circle of friends and supporters and colleagues uh, who have come, uh, a lot of you, across country. Uh, and I'm sure the airlines thank everybody for your business. Um, but this is a very, very special occasion. Uh, this is, of course, uh, a birthday. It is the 60th uh, anniversary of the launch of the um, uh, Peanuts uh, strip. And uh, more than that, um, it's Great Pumpkin Month. <laughs> and it's the first day, right? So what a terrific opportunity. Uh, we have so many distinguished guests with us. Um, we'll have opportunities to hear uh, from some of the people who knew uh, and cared about uh, and, and worked with uh, Sparky Schultz so well. Gene Schultz, we're honored to have you here. Um, Lee Mendelson, uh, whose work we've been enjoying up here on the screen. Um, Estraida Karsh, uh, who is such a generous supporter of the work of the National Portrait Gallery, as was her late husband, Joseph. Uh, and I particularly want to thank uh, Edwin uh, and Jean Anderson uh, for your generosity in helping to make today's event possible and also tomorrow's family day, uh, which is going to be a very lively activity. Uh, so we are going to be here to celebrate the portrait uh, by Karsh of, of uh, Sparky, and uh, Sparky Anderson, uh, <laughs> Sparky Schultz. <laughs> Let's try that one, okay? Uh, and w let's bring it up on the screen right now to set the mood, can we? There we go. Ah, wonderful. So now we're in a loving presence, and I would like to turn uh, uh, to Ed uh, to begin uh, our remarks this morning. So thank you very much, Ed. <clears throat> Good morning to uh, all the friends and admirers of Charles Schultz, known to uh, many of you here today as Sparky. <clears throat> President John F. Kennedy once said that a nation reveals itself by those it honors, those it pays tribute to, and those it remembers. On June 7, 2001, Sparky received the Congressional Gold Medal of Honor. It is the highest award given to a civilian by our government. And it is given to the men and women who have made a special contribution over their lifetime in terms of the basis of what they have done to get that award. The award was given to Sparky, a man who never sought power never coveted wealth, and never courted fame. To the contrary, Sparky was humble, unpretentious, 
extraordinarily generous to his friends and his community, devoted to his family, and always truthful to himself. Interviewers often asked him if he was a philosopher, a humorist, a writer, an artist. His answer was always the same. I'm a cartoonist. If you want to know me, read my strip. For everything I am is there. Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the Peanuts Gang were in Sparky's heart and mind long before they became famous. They were with him when he was ice skating on the frozen ponds of Minnesota. They suffered with him on Valentine's Day, and they marched off with him when he was drafted into the Army in 1943. And they were with him in the late afternoons when he hurried to his father's barber shop so that he could get there before it closed so that he could walk home with his dad, Carl. Virtually every experience Sparky had would be reflected in the peanut strips. In 1750, Benjamin Franklin, who also is in the portrait gallery here, recommended that drawing be taught in the academies and colleges, believing that it was a kind of universal language understood by the people of all nations. He said that ideas and communications are better understood when accompanied by a drawing. Two centuries later, the young cartoonist from St. Paul, Minnesota, would prove Franklin right. For the last half of the 20th century, Sparky was America's foremost goodwill ambassador. The peanut strip, reflecting American humor, American philosophy, was read and enjoyed each day by more than 300 million people in 75 countries in 21 languages, making Americans realize that our fears, our frustrations, our hopes, our dreams are common to all. Genius speaks at any time, and the world will hear it and listen. In one of the peanut strips, a rather dejected Charlie Brown was walking off of the baseball field when Lucy said to him, Don't feel bad, Charlie Brown. Win some, lose some. And with that, his face lit up. And Charlie Brown said, gee, wouldn't that be great? 
I knew that would be appreciated in this political town. <laughs> Today, in the National Portrait Gallery, Charles Schultz, as a cartoonist, a writer, a philosopher, and an American, wins a big one. And finally, Charlie Brown gets it right. It is great. 2,000 years ago, the poet Sophocles wrote, one must wait until the evening to see how splendid the day has been. Privileged as we were to call him friend, honored that he walked among us, the life of Charles Monroe Schultz has indeed been splendid. We all thank you, Mr. Anderson, for these really touching and, and wonderful remarks that I think place the life and meaning of Charles Schultz in a context uh, which connects him to all Americans, which, which is our aspiration here at the National Portrait Gallery. So we appreciate that. I'm privileged now to turn to Lee Mendelssohn, an extraordinarily gifted human being as well, who collaborated with Charles Schultz on so many of those award-winning and enduring classics uh, of animation that uh, reside in our memories today. Uh, so wel welcome very much. Thank you. It's a great honor for me to be here today, as it was a great honor to work with Bill Melendez and Sparky for almost 40 years when we did about 75 productions together. Uh, Bill and I took Sparky out one time in Hollywood. He wanted to get a sport coat, and he bought this really bad sport coat. And uh, <laughs> the woman was writing the sales uh, slip, and she heard us talking about the show we were working on. And she said, are you Charles Schultz? And he said, yes. And she went crazy. She said, I have all your dolls and your television shows. And she's screaming and yelling and... Oh, I'm so honored. And he normally wouldn't draw anything, but he drew three of the characters and, and handed them to her. I wish I knew where those were now. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, she went back and calmed down after running all around telling everybody, and she um, was finishing the uh, strip, the uh, slip, and she said, Mr. Schultz, now, do you have some form of identification? <laughs> And he graciously took back the drawings. So, no, no, that, that part was. After that, uh, Bill Melendez in his late 80s kept getting a lot of little fender benders in his driving. And by the fourth one, a policeman comes over to him, and Sparky and I were there with him. And he says, Are you the policeman who arrested me the last time? Which was not a very. <laughs> and he said, No, I know you. You're the voice of Snoopy. And he was probably one of three or four people in the world who knew Bill. You know, I guess he was a big fan. So he didn't give Bill a ticket. So that made the 38 years worthwhile. <laughs> it says on the invitation here, this is quoting Sparky, I subscribe to the theory that only a creation that speaks to succeeding generations 
can truly be labeled as art. So I started to think uh, how we could measure his contribution to his own philosophy. And 41 years ago, on a same night in December, after 300 million people had read his comic strip that day, on the same evening, his movie, A Boy Named Charlie Brown, was playing to a sold-out Radio City Music Hall. The musical, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, was playing to standing room only off-Broadway. And a Charlie Brown Christmas was being seen by half the people watching television that night. So I think that is a, a pretty good hat trick for anybody. So how does that measure 41 years later? The comic strip is still the number one red comic strip in the world. ABC Television just signed the holiday shows for five more years. Warner Brothers has an eight-year deal to do all the DVDs. And uh, the whole uh, impact of Charlie Brown continues now just as as it had 41 years ago. Nothing much has changed. The wah-wah-wah has become part of our vernacular. Just last week, I heard a UPS fellow saying, complaining to one of his fellows there, oh, that woman, all I heard was wah, wah, wah all day. And <laughs> some uh, lady told me the other day she was babysitting her niece and chastising her, and the little girl went, oh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so that's become part of the vernacular. The music, of course, has become part of Christmas time. And there was another troika, a hat trick that Sparky pulled here at the Smithsonian, really. We came here 85 years. Uh, 85. We came here 35 years ago to do a series called "This Is America, Charlie Brown," and you saw some of the animation up here, where we went throughout the Smithsonian. And when we came to do the research, the characters were in three of the four main buildings, which I'm sure has never happened before or since. There were the comic strips in the American History Building. There were the modules from Charlie Brown and Snoopy in the Airspace Museum. Also, Snoopy upstairs fighting the Red Baron. And even in the Natural History Museum, they had a, a huge uh, drawing of all the characters, all of the animals in there. And for some reason, Snoopy had been, had been put in the middle. So I think the, the impact uh, is rather obvious. I know that he's smiling there, but I know he's telling me not to talk too long. <laughs> because he always said, if you can't say it in three minutes, don't say it at all. The only difficult time I ever had with him was playing golf because he was very competitive. And when I was his partner and I wasn't playing well, it was not a happy situation. <laughs> and one day, there were, the next foursome was on the green, and I said, I better not hit. And he said, well, you've never hit one that far in your life. Just hit the ball. <laughs> so I hit the ball. Not only did I hit the greatest shot of my life, it went right over the heads of everybody on the green, and as we came up there, he pointed to me and he said, I I told him not to hit that ball. (laughs) So again, it's been a great honor to be associated with this gentleman and with Bill Melendez. Great honor for me to be here today. And um, I I think the thing I remember about him most is he said, there's always going to be a market for innocence in this country. And as we go through these days of rancor and bitterness and negativity, I hope that that uh, market for innocence will somehow bring us back. Thank you very much. Uh, 
again, I know all of us, Lee Mendelson, appreciate uh, uh, your sharing with us uh, both the extraordinary presence of, of Sparky Schultz and the adventures that uh, you and he shared. Uh, the National Portrait Gallery attempts, and it's an ongoing effort, to try to bring together uh, the stories of those Americans who've made a mark uh, in the lives of the rest of us and in the collective life of the nation. Uh, it's an ongoing process because uh, new and important people emerge uh, regularly. Uh, sometimes you look back and you say, gee, uh, there was somebody who really did an extraordinary thing that nobody noticed at the time, and that deserves to be honored as well. Uh, but the personages who have shaped American history uh, live here, and we are so thrilled that Charles Schultz will now live here uh, in the company of so many other extraordinary people. To make that possible, uh, we turned uh, to a woman who has been uh, a mentor and friend and generous patron of the National Portrait Gallery, uh, Esther Lida Karsh, uh, the widow of Joseph Karsh, who's obviously whose work is, uh, is here displayed. Uh, and Mrs. Karsh, it's a special privilege to welcome you back. Uh, all of your friends here are delighted to see you and uh, always grateful for your support. Thank you, Dean Sullivan. Gentlemen, you're a hard act to follow, <clears throat> so bear with me. I'm so happy to be here this morning to celebrate Peanut's 60th birthday. That would be Snoopy's 420th birthday <laughs> in dog years. I also want to tell you <clears throat> about the meeting of minds between my husband and Charles Schultz. I was not surprised when Yusuf came home and told me that he had found a soulmate in Santa Rosa. For both men were profound observers of the human condition and portrayed it through their art, yes, art. Charles Schultz said <clears throat> that one of the things cartoon characters can do for us is to define feelings we can't necessarily express ourselves. Both Jeannie's husband and mine gave the world priceless, recognizable icons. Of the inner world of Charles Schultz's childhood, filtered through time and wise philosophical eyes, and Karsh's intimate glimpse of the inner world, the private world, of statesmen, artists, and outstanding personalities of our time. When Jeannie Schultz said of her husband, he wanted to draw the best strip he could every day, and he wanted to make the best representation of his art. This struck a familiar chord with me. Which is your best and favorite photograph? My husband was often asked, the one I will make tomorrow, he always replied. The poet Heinrich Heine talked about the source of his creativity. He said, 
from my little life, from my little pain, I make a great song. From the creative frustrations of a Midwestern boy whose work would transcend geography to encompass the world, from the barren, horror-filled childhood of my husband's Armenian massacres, both men emerged with an inner tranquility, a fierce dedication to their work, doing the only task they ever wanted to do in life. It is a sweet irony, as Schultz himself points out, that all the loves in peanuts are unrequited. All the baseball games are lost. All the test grades are D minus. The football is always pulled away. Sally loves Linus. Linus can't stand her. Lucy loves Schrader. Schrader can't stand her. Charlie Brown loves the redhead girl. She never appears in the strip because Charles could never get himself to draw her. And the great pumpkin never comes. Even Snoopy says, no matter what you do, you always end up at the vet. (laughs) Well, well, today is different. The great pumpkin is here. A touchdown has been scored. And all the unrequited love has been transformed by the collective love of the whole world for peanuts. So I am happy to present to you, Jeannie, and to the National Portrait Gallery, this portrait of your husband by my husband, two artists whose lives touched in the most meaningful way as they continue to touch today in Washington at the National Portrait Gallery. After a a somewhat rainy and cool evening, there's a lot of warmth and a lot of sunshine here in this auditorium this morning, and we are most grateful to Mrs. Karsh and to all of you, and we are especially grateful to Jeannie Schultz uh, for being here with us, uh, for being the guiding spirit of uh, so much of the good work that is carried on in the name of Charles Schultz, and for being an extraordinary human being herself. Uh, And so it's my great privilege to introduce Jeannie Schultz. Thank you. Those are wonderful comments, Lee, Estralita, Ed, Martin. Thank you so much. I want to thank the people who've come a long way. Um, We have family Thank you so much for being here. It's fun to have you um, and fun to honor Sparky this way. We have colleagues. We have um, collectors, friends, writers, the Thomas Inge who has put Sparky's collections together, um, donors to the museum who there are, I hope you'll meet Polly later who donated the wall in Colorado Springs from 1951 or 52. 
So lots of wonderful people have made a trek to come here, and I appreciate it. Um, fellow cartoonists, thank you so much. Friends from Santa Rosa. Everything that needs to be said has been said, except for a little tidbit I want to give you. The comic strip that Sparky's drawing, and I don't know whether they, that was what he was currently drawing. My guess is it was. And, um, but it happens to be the um, classic pulling the football. But there's a, there, and it will hang with the, um, with the, with the photograph uh, for, um, I'm not sure how long someone else will have to tell you that. But, um, but it has a little inner inside joke in it. And I think that this is one of the things that probably pleases pleased Sparky was to put his inside jokes in the cartoon. And it mentions, Charlie Brown says, I'm going to kick that football all the way to Bullhead City. Well, where is Bullhead City and why did he put that in there? Because his son Craig flew us down there <laughs> once to look at needles. We were taking a little trip down to look at needles. So... Bullhead City was just a silly place that was in Sparky's mind. Um, it's in Arizona, by the way. Um, and so, so it amused him to add things in the strip that were meaningful to him. And uh, so when you look at it, think about the fun he had to put that in, which was his own joke. Um, this all came about because of a wonderful relationship that Karen Johnson, the uh, director of the museum, made with Anne Schumard, who is, you will meet, who is the um, curator of photographs at the National Portrait Gallery. And because those two made a link together through Peanuts and kept talking to each other, this all came about the generosity of Estrelita, the Portrait Gallery, Martin. But at any rate, it's a wonderful convergence that we're all here today from many, many states, many parts of Sparky's life. Thank you so much. Our festivities, as, as you know, will be continuing uh, through tomorrow, which is going to be Family Day, um, Peanuts Family Day, uh, at the National Portrait Gallery. Thanks again to the generosity of Edwin and Jean Anderson. We are truly most grateful for that, to have Snoopy here, and to have thousands of folks who will be, in cases like my own, reminiscing, in cases like the five and six and three and four-year-olds who will be here discovering the wonderful world that Charles Schultz created for all of us. So at this point, I want to invite everyone uh, to go up to the first floor uh, and to see the portrait installed and to join us uh, for some light refreshment in the Kogod Courtyard. Once again, on behalf of the Smithsonian and the National Portrait Gallery, to express our appreciation to all of you uh, for a truly memorable moment uh, in the life of our nation uh, and in our shared sense of the 20th century as seen through the innocent eyes of the cast of Peanuts. Thank you very much.